<laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's, I think, the New Living Translation. But that is true. That is uh, Proverbs 15, verse 17. It is, in fact, in the Bible. All right, next one. Cleanliness is next to godliness. True or false? I mean, I wish it was true, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's, in fact, not in the Bible. Great idea, but not, uh, not necessarily coming from the wisdom of Proverbs. Okay, next one. Next one. Even fools are uh, thought wise when they keep silent with their mouth shut. They seem intelligent. Okay? Yeah, indeed. That is another one. Uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty eight. Next one. True or false? The Lord works in mysterious ways. I mean, it is a mystery sometimes how he works, for sure. I mean, it, it sounds biblical. But uh, you will not find that printed in the pages of Scripture, no. Um, another one. A uh, continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are alike. <laughs> hey? That's dripping with wisdom, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, danger zone, someone said. Yeah, let's move on quickly. Proverbs twenty-seven, fifteen. All right. Um, next one. Uh, God won't give you more than you can handle. False. In fact, in fact, he loves to do that so that you could rely on him and not yourself, you know? Absolutely. And then the very last one, true or false, a beautiful woman who lacks discretion is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should be like under TikTok or something. I don't know. Like, I, anyway, anyway, let's move on. All right. So um, I'd love for us to start off by actually reading the first uh, couple of... Um, couple of verses in Proverbs, and, uh, and Proverbs chapter 1, that is, so verses 1 to 7, let's read that together if you can, again, um, we're not going to put the scriptures up on screen because we're still doing this old school, new school thing, um, so if you have your Bibles, uh, your smart devices, whatever it is where you find the scriptures, read along with me, verse 1, chapter 1, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's stop there for a moment. So verse 1 verse 1 tells us, and actually you can fast forward to chapter 10 verse 1 as well. As well. It tells us that Solomon, you know, the son of David, the king's king, um, was the author and the collector of all the contents. So Solomon didn't write everything in the book of Proverbs, but he did collect them. He collected many more, but we only have these ones here for us uh, in the scriptures. Um, and you know, the backstory. story, I think we... I wasn't here, but you did preach through First uh, Kings, and um, in in First Kings, it's the backstory in terms of where Solomon got some of his wisdom from. You know, he, there was a dream that he had. God appeared to him in a dream, and asked him this question: "What do you want?" It was like a blank check. Hey, that sounds great, huh? Here's a blank. What do you want? And uh, and amazingly, uh, Solomon asked for wisdom. You know, he realized he has a big task ahead of him. Big shoes to fill in a sense. He's like, I'm asking, you know, I, I need wisdom. I need to know which way to go. 
And uh, in the dream, the Lord answers him and says, and says to him, because you've not asked for riches and for renown, which I think is what a lot of kings you know, enjoy and want, he, he said, you can have those as well. So he gave him and he answered his prayer for wisdom. And with wisdom comes, uh, came riches and renown as well uh, as a result of, of God giving it to him too. And uh, I think... In many ways, that story is kind of like a prototype, you know, of what Proverbs is like as well. It's like the principle is that biblical wisdom, actually, if you apply it to your life, will produce success in some sense. Success, you know, the way that the Bible defines it as well. So, so you know, Solomon's life saying, well, actually, Lord, just show me where to go. Show me what to do. Actually resulted in him being fairly famous and fairly wealthy. Um, and I'm not, this is not a prosperity gospel. That's how it played out for him. It kind of helps when a king is you know, well-known and rich as well. So I think it kind of helped with his job. That's not all of our jobs, okay, to be famous and to be wealthy. But I think success, in terms of what God wants for us, that's the best thing for you, uh, we can see is kind of a result of applying biblical wisdom. So you know, already the clues are there in the dream that he received. And, you know, wisdom is different to knowledge because a lot of people think, well, you know, in order to be wise, you just need to know a lot of stuff. And as my father-in-law always says, you know, he says knowledge is like knowing that a tomato, tomato is a fruit. That's, that's knowledge. You know, oh, actually, that's a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that you shouldn't put a tomato in a fruit salad, okay? It's being able to apply your knowledge correctly. And if some of you do that, just make sure you don't invite me for dinner that particular day. <laughs> And it's interesting because actually, um, you know, this is how the Bible would describe wisdom. Uh, you know, if you look at the original word for wisdom, um, it's even used in Exodus 31 of, of, of craftsmen, um, you know, applying their skill and their creativity in, in making the tabernacle. It, the, the same word is used there. The word that we interpret as wisdom is used of them applying their craft there. So wisdom is really knowledge applied. It's able to know what to, to, know what to do with all the stuff you know. That is uh, how we get to the book of Proverbs. So the wisdom according to Proverbs is really practical st- skills for living well in God's world. Not just the world, living in God's world, knowing that it is His. And so I'm going to stop there for a moment. And as always, we're going to look at a Bible project video that helps us frame this, this book again. Okay, so it'll be up on the screen. Hopefully there's no, uh, no, no interruptions. So let's, uh, let's have a listen to this. Oh, actually, we forgot to... <laughs> Uh, we've got <laughs> zero audio. Okay, so yeah, we're not going to watch that one right now. It's a great video. It's, it's free. So if you go to BibleProject.something, uh, um, it's, it's going to change your life. There's actually two of them, but uh, we're not going to watch them right now. And I don't think there's time for us to, to even find it. So don't stress about it, guys. I mean, if you want to find anything, find me a glass of water, and I will be very thankful. If someone can help me out with that, that'll be great. Thank you so much. Somehow I always arrive here thinking I'm going to be fine, and then like 10 minutes later, classic mistake. Mike used to get the, this thing wrong, and you know he never used to get the. I always get the water thing wrong. I don't know. So we all have our quirks, you know. Okay, so let's read verse 8 of chapter 1. I think that's appropriate. So let's keep just verse 8. It's all we need to read. So if you have your Bibles open. Um, Listen to this. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. Thank you so much. And if the kids were here today, we'd be like, there we go. Lesson's done. You can go home. Don't forget. 
uh, verse 8. Um, and every parent would be very grateful for that as well, right? But I'm, gonna, you know, I'm using this verse to actually you know, kick off the sort of four main sections I want to talk about that you would find in the book of Proverbs. The first section is actually the first nine chapters of this book. And it really is the instructions of a father, as you see is introduced over here, uh, to his son. Actually, I've counted them. There's about 14 of these moments in those nine chapters where the father is saying, my son, my boy, you've got to listen to me. It's like dad speeches, right? These are not dad jokes because they're not funny. It's actually pretty serious. It's one of those moments where you're, like, you're in your dad's office and, uh, and, he, and he's giving you What's the word, term? The hairy eyeball, or I don't know. He's frowning. He's, he's stoic. He's like, sit down. Um, uh, that, it's this kind of moment that's happening. There's like 14 of those statements. Some scholars say there's about 10 dad speeches in these nine chapters. And what the, he, he's basically doing, this father, is he's firstly saying, uh, my boy, um, I want you to search out priceless wisdom. He's, he's kind of saying to him that if you can find wisdom, okay, and he's, he's actually telling his boy that she's like, a wise woman. I mean, he's not saying she's a hot chick. He's saying she's, she's, she's a wise woman and it's worth pursuing her. She, she is priceless. What she brings, the wisdom she's bringing, actually what the world tells you is riches and glory and those things. I'm telling you, rather go without those things because they're not as valuable and as precious as the wisdom that you would find. And he's warning against the foolishness at the same time. He's saying, if you don't, you'd be a fool. And, uh, and, and he, he's laying the, the baseline here uh, for, for like a, kind of like a moral logic. He's not giving law necessarily. Remember last week he talked about the difference between uh, uh, um, uh, this type of um, literature in the Bible, wisdom literature. Um, uh, you know, the Psalms would, 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 uh, would form into, fall into sort of poetry. Uh, the way that we have to interpret these things is different than, than, than some of the historical aspects and so on. Um, so he, he's not giving law, he's not giving prophecy, but he is saying to him, there's a bunch of principles that I, I want you to apply. I want you to, to, to apply these, uh, because if you do so, you would be wise. And, and really, I mean, he, he laid it out in verse 7. He's saying, the beginning of knowledge is the fear of the Lord. So he's, he's, he's saying to his son, like, if you listen to the Lord, uh, if you align yourself with his will and his ways in his world, uh, the likelihood of success is, go- is going to be there. And then there's also these four poems from Lady Wisdom that you'll find in these nine chapters as well, um, talking about uh, wisdom and justice and, and what's right and wrong and good and evil. The, the point of those poems is to say that actually these things are objective realities. So they're not subjective. It's not like, well, what's right to you and what's right to you uh, may be very different, but it's okay. Actually, the, 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 the author is saying that these are objective realities. We get them from the, the, the Lord. God decides these things, decides what is just and, and unjust, what is right and wrong. And wisdom ultimately comes from fearing Him and not man. And, uh, and so, so the point that he's trying to make in these nine chapters is that there is, this is, there is a moral universe, and, 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 uh, and, and we have to learn to live along the grain of the universe. I, I love, that's one of the Bible Project statements in the video that you would watch at home, you'll see that. Um, you think about the grain of wood, or the grain of meat. 
And when you cut against the grain, it's, it's like the meat is fighting with you a little bit. It's like when you cut, cut against the grain of wood, it's like it's fighting a little bit with you. you know? and, and wisdom is understanding that they, the, the Lord is sovereign and in charge. And if I fear him, a little more on that, what that really means biblically, but if I submit and sur- surrender myself and there's a humility and a reverence towards him, that actually I, I find myself, you know, running and walking and living uh, along the grains of the universe, the, the, the moral fabric that he determines, that, that is universal and that is objective. It's his. I find myself actually fitting in like, and, and, and succeeding in many ways. And if not, it's like I'm cutting against the grain. grain and there's a difficulty and, 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 and uh, most likely not you know, success. And it requires real re- humility to to be wise in that sense, wise biblically, because you have to say, I'm not God, and I don't make the rules. He makes the rules, and he's sovereign, and he's in charge. And and to obey him, I'll understand that sometimes it might not be easy, but it's right, and it's wise to do so. So let's uh, let's read Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 8. We'll fast forward a little bit, if you can. And this is uh, another classic, you know. Um, If you you know your scriptures, um, this might sound familiar to you verse 5 to 8 says trust in the lord trust in the lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding that's why it requires humility in all your ways not just some in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths be not wise in your own eyes here it is again fear the lord fear the lord and turn away from evil it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. You know, the fear of the Lord, uh, as it's said here in verse 7, chapter 1 as well, the beginning of knowledge, I mean, is a, is a tough thing to understand in our day. And I don't have time to, to really unpack that principle right now. But I can recommend a book. It's actually a book that I read on my sabbatical. Uh, a city gator graciously actually gave me this book, uh, published by Crossway. It's written by Michael Reeves, and it's called Rejoice and Tremble. And uh, I, I, I thought it was a, a, just a great biblical uh, uh, teaching on what it means to fear the Lord, especially when there's bad connotations attached to fear in our day. I mean, we live in a quite an anxious, fearful society, uh, but that's not what the Bible means when it speaks about the fear of the Lord. So I would recommend that book. I think it does a great job at unpacking that reality. We don't have time to do that tonight. But that was, that's the first nine chapters. Fear the Lord, trust in the Lord, uh, um, Pursue the wisdom that, that comes from him, and, uh, and I think you'll be okay. That's what this dad's saying to his son. And then you have the second uh, sort of big chunk, which is chapters 10 to 29 of Proverbs. And maybe that's the bit that you're most familiar with. It's just a whole bunch of short sayings, uh, one after the other, often uh, you know, contained in a verse. They're like little tweets or little treats. So if you can't pronounce an R, then it's a tweet still, you know? So little, little tweets, of, you know, little tweets of tweets, treats, okay? And, uh, and, and they're they meant to be, to be savored. Like it's like if they are, like someone once said it's like hard candy, you know? You got to put it in your mouth. You got to suck it. You got to suck it. You got to suck it. You don't, don't chew it. It'll hurt your teeth. You got to spend some time with it, you know, to soften it in your mouth. Uh, these, what is that? 19 chapters, I think. Sorry, 18, tw- 20 how many? 19, right? 19 chapters uh, are filled with 
uh, lots of little steps, covering a wide range of categories. All right, your friendship, forgiveness, uh, having good character, speech, what to say, poverty, uh, generosity, work, debt, uh, substance abuse, sex, marriage, family. I mean, a- actually, enough in there for the complexities of life and the things that you may find. There are wisdom, little tweets of wisdom that you could uh, suck on for a long time. And in preparation for the sermon, I actually had Proverbs read to me uh, as I was running this week. I'm training for an ultramarathon in August, uh, and so uh, I have to run a lot. And it was great to use the Dwell app. I hope you are still using this tool that we've made available to you, City Gators, the Dwell app. We're paying for it, so you can have it for free. The information should be on our website. But I had the Dwell app read the book of Proverbs to me. And I mean, there were just a lot of moments where I'm running. I'm just like, mm, that's good. Mm, yeah, mm. I was running, so I couldn't always pause and let that little sweet savoring thing stay in my mouth. But uh, just an amazing uh, uh, bunch of chapters. You know, I, We don't really have time to go through them. I wanted to share a couple of perlers with you. Uh, uh, there's something with South Africans we often say, like a perler is like a really nice, valuable thing. I'll throw a pearl at you, not that you're swine. And I know that's another <laughs> proverb that, you know, I think, you know. Um, but, uh, but a couple of, I mean, I, we don't have time to go. I wrote a few down here, but go check them out yourself, you know. Um, every chapter has like a good few that you could uh, marinate in. But I want to say something about these proverbs they are um principles again the way to interpret wisdom literatures understand that these aren't promises you can't take one and go it will it will be like that because it's written you know some people say well the bible says it you know that settles it well wisdom literature i don't think it's wise (laughs) actually to use an app description to interpret it that way they are principles they are more like probabilities and as some scholars would say they're not formulas for success because we all know what that t-shirt says hey that t-shirt says that stuff happens right things like we all know that in real life uh it's not quite as simple as just like hey just take that proverb put it to practice and boom it will be the case there are exceptions but generally speaking so this this speaks about sort of the rule of 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 life um is that good choices will equal fruitful or a good life And this is from years of experience, those who've lived the life, and even Solomon in his own life, and as he looked over his shoulders at the life of others. But we understand that they are exceptions. And and I know we've already covered the book of Job. That's another one that's part of the wisdom literature. And I think next week we're looking at Ecclesiastes. Okay? Ecclesiastes and Job, those are the kinds of books that shows you that actually, although there's so much wisdom to be, you know, take Proverbs and apply it, there are some exceptions. Every now and then, life doesn't work out the way you would like it to be. And, uh, and the Bible actually makes provision for that. It's quite amazing. So um, we've got to understand that actually our own choices and our actions could st- mean that actually life still turns out differently. And sometimes, in spite of our choices and our actions, uh, life may turn out differently. But the general rule is the wisdom that we find in here. So that is the uh, 19 chapters of uh, little tweets. And then uh, the third section is uh, chapter 30, and then the fourth section will be chapter 31. Chapter 30 actually tells us, uh, the author here, um, that, that Solomon wrote for us, wrote down for us, his name's Agur. I, don't, I think that's how you pronounce it. And he is like a model reader of this book, okay? If you fast forward to chapter 30, you'll, be able, you'll see his name uh, listed over there. 
And uh, he starts off actually, uh, let me read verses 1 to 3 uh, for you, how he describes himself. Come on. He says this. Uh, the words of Agur, son of Jakeh, the oracle. The man declares, I am weary, O God. I am weary, O God, and worn out. Surely I'm too stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. It's, it's a person here who's admitting that actually he, he's, he's a fool. He needs help. He needs instruction. So actually, it sounds like he's, uh, he's not, he's not uh, insecure or self-deprecating. I think there's a humility that's coming through, through here, saying, man, I, 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 I need help. But then um, as we continue to read, uh, like verses 5 and 6, he says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you, and you can be found a liar. And in many ways, he's, he's telling us here that although he seems foolish and a man that lacks understanding and he's stupid in a sense, he's saying that actually the word of God proves true. And so he's, he's a model reader for us. He's saying, yeah, you might find yourself saying, I don't know which way to turn. I feel dumb in this situation. I feel like I lack wisdom and knowledge, but actually your word, Lord, proves true. And you're a shield to those who take refuge in you. And um, what I find fascinating, actually, verse four here, Remember that we always say that these books are ultimately about Jesus. Check verse 4 out here. He asks this question after he declares his um, need for the Lord. He says, who has ascended to heaven and come down? You and I, this side of the cross, I think we can, we can kind of answer that question, right? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? Surely you know. And for me, that's like a glimpse, actually, of the gospel. You know, the Jesus, the ultimate a wise man. You know, he's saying, I'm a fool, uh, uh, and, he, and he needs the Lord's, Lord's help. But I know, you know, fast forward, Jesus, the incarnation, um, he came. And as we'll see uh, later on, Jesus is the wisdom of God. And so that's uh, chapter 30. He goes on to write a couple of wise things that you, you could check out. But that's Agur. And then lastly, uh, the fourth section is verse uh, chapter 31. In chapter 31 is another guy, uh, Lemuel. Um, he, uh, many scholars say, is a non-Israelite king. So that's also good news for you and I. You know, it's, 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 it's someone like you and me. We're not uh, Israelites, um, not of Jewish descent. And, uh, and this non-Israelite king, actually in verses 1 and 2, you see, uh, he, um, this is what he writes. What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? And this is actually uh, about a son who's listening to his mother. All right, so you, you know, you, the beginning starts off the first nine chapters with a father telling his son, be wise. And here, uh, Lemuel's actually telling us an oracle that his mother taught him, verse 1. That's what verse 1 and th uh, 31 says here, chapter 31. So uh, it's, these, it's from a, another angle, right? Um, his mother, uh, the, a wise lady, um, who actually put all these principles in practice. Because actually, if you read from verse 
10 onwards. This is another famous passage. It's about um, a woman who fears the Lord. This is the kind of stuff that we share with our moms on Mother's Day. You find them printed on all the Mother's Day cards if you're a Christian on the Christian section um, about you know, an excellent wife, an excellent woman, a woman who fears the Lord. And, um, and this particular lady, which we would assume is maybe his mom, um, she, uh, she trusted God's wisdom. She translated what God told her into the practical decisions of her life. It covers aspects of her work life, her home life, her family life, her community life. Um, and, and she is flourishing uh, as a result. Um, and so that's the, that's the last chapter in Proverbs. And so it opens up with a father saying to his son, I want you to listen to Lady Wisdom. And then it ends off with a son who basically listened to uh, a wise lady, his mom, his mother. Uh, that's kind of the, the bookend of this book. So that's a, a rush through the, the book of Proverbs. Um, I'll, I'll leave you with a challenge in a moment. But the gospel this, the, the, what this story and every book we feel is ultimately is about. How do we find that in the book of Proverbs, the gospel in Proverbs? Well, firstly, I think that there is a gracious offer of divine, divine not the wine. Actually, it tells you, uh, stay away from the wine, a lot of the verses. But divine wisdom for foolish and weak people like you and me and the guy in chapter 30. Like we all find ourselves often just like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. And actually, the book of Proverbs is a gift. It's giving us graciously. It's, giving, it's putting on offer divine wisdom for weak people like you and me. And then I think amazingly, you know, as the author over and over appeals to the reader, especially those first nine chapters, as a dear son, we know the reality, you and I. That when we became Christians, when we put our faith in what Jesus has done for us, the Holy Spirit did something profound, adopted us. The spirit of adoption was at work in our lives. And actually, we became God, part of God's family. And now you and I, even the ladies, are sons in the sense that we are heirs, all right? That's why it's referring to us all as sons, but sons and daughters. And so just here as a father uh, um, speaks to his son through this book, we can hear our father, God our father, guide us into practical sanctification, helping us change to become more and more like Jesus. It's again a provision of grace for all the complexities of life because life is hard. Life is difficult. So many choices. So many things we could say and do and go and buy. And, 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 and God is offering us this fatherly guidance. Guidance that we've not earned. You know, it's a gift given to us. That's, we experience some of the gospel in that. James chapter 3 and James chapter 1 in the New Testament tells us that wisdom is from above. Wisdom is not from within. No, you can't find it necessarily in, 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 in ourselves or here below. And so actually, if we humble ourselves in the sense that this writer is talking about, the fear of the Lord, actually we can receive from above through this book the treasures that are there that Jesus has actually won for us because we are sons and daughters. We, we are in that position. We can hear the Father's voice to us as we read the Proverbs. 1 Corinthians 1.10 tells us that you and I are in Christ. And that's one of the most beautiful things. Our position in Christ means that, you know, when, when God looks at us, there's a sense that he sees the righteousness of Jesus. I mean, that's a beautiful theological reality. 
And it says that we are in Christ who became to us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Because ultimately Jesus was the one who could score 100% on all of these things. You've got to understand that even the guy who asked for wisdom, who received wisdom and lived a prosperous life as a result of that, made some stupid mistakes. Even the, that guy messed up. He needed a redeemer, a redeem, uh, you know, redemption that you and I have in Jesus, that he was looking to, that maybe you know, the, the author in chapter 30, Agur, was prophesying about in a sense. Who ascended to heaven? What's his name? And what's his son's name? And we can say, his name's Jesus. His name is Jesus. Jesus scored 100% on all of this. And the scriptures tell us that Jesus is the wisdom of God. He is the better person, the better Solomon. And so I want to leave you with a commission today. This is the, the final thing. I want to give you some homework, you know, as we wrap up the book of Proverbs. I don't know if you noticed, but we ended at chapter 31. 31 sounds like the end of certain of the months that we find ourselves living in, right? Most months have 30 to 31 days in. My dad taught me with my knuckles. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. Okay, July, August, each have 31 in, and then my knuckle, you know. That's how I kind of calculate the days. Maybe you can take a bit of wisdom there from my father to his son throwing to my children, okay? But, but if there's, you know, 31 Proverbs here, it's, it's, it's a great discipline. We try to teach our children that too, that to read a proverb a day. If you don't know which proverb to read, it's easy. Just go to your calendar. So what day is today? It's the fifth. Okay, read Proverbs 5. And uh, I want to leave that with you as a commissioning to actually read a proverb every day this month and try and make that a discipline in your life. You don't have to remember the whole chapter, but there may be one or two of these tweets that are treats that you could just put in your mouth and just mm, take with you for that day. It's a bit of the wisdom, the gracious wisdom of the Lord. Why don't you do that? And in doing so, fulfilling James chapter 1 verse 5 that says, God gives wisdom to those who ask. You have to ask. And you have to receive it by grace, by faith, in a sense. Because he says he gives wisdom uh, without finding uh, a favor or fault. There, there's a sense that he's saying you don't have to earn wisdom. I don't want you to read Proverbs for two months and do 49% of it, and then maybe I'll give you some wisdom. The gift of wisdom is, is like the gift of salvation. It's a gift of grace. You just have to ask, and you have to receive. And one of the ways that you receive, one of the ways you put your hands out to say, okay, I'll take it, is you crack open your Bible on the first of the month and you read Proverbs 1. You crack open your Bible on the 17th of the month and you read Proverbs 17. It's as simple as that. That's how you receive the gracious gift of wisdom that is before you. Can we do that? I think we can do that. I'll check up on you next week. Let's stand and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. We thank you for Jesus, who uh, fulfilled, ultimately, all of this. And Jesus even showed us that though he submitted to the will of the Father, he lived a righteous life, a life that wouldn't break any of the suggestions in Proverbs. But even Jesus, you faced calamity. Your life was cut short because of injustice. And so, you know, we, we, we don't want to apply this book like, uh, you know, like the lotto or gambling, uh, thinking that it is in many ways like prosperity gospel, that if you say this and 
read that it will be that way in our lives. No, we know you give us the grace um, to, to go through life when it throws curveballs at us in spite of us following these things. So Lord, we look to you. Jesus, we look to you. The, the, the wisdom of God who himself experienced injustice and brokenness and, uh, and things that the book of Proverbs says may not happen to us if we apply uh, some of this wisdom. So we thank you, Jesus, that you walk with us through life. And I ask that we would hear the Father's voice as we read the Proverbs, the Father's voice to his children, to, to heirs, and that we would find ourselves, Lord, uh, living differently as a result. That you would sanctify us through your Spirit and your Word. We surrender and submit to it. Lord, we stand here before you humble, humbly and humbled, saying we are not God and we don't make up the rules, you do. And so we submit ourselves to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That is it. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Uh, I think there's still some coffee, if that's what you do at night. I know I do. And, uh, and sign up. You need some coffee to be able to read the, the sign-up sheets. So make sure you go stop at the back there and put your name down. God bless you. Stick around. We want to say hi.